0: hello again friends ed harold here with you today your fearless leader welcome to another life with breath expert series today i have a dear friend of mine who is a world-class person a world-class athlete and i can't wait to share some of his wisdom and knowledge and successes that he's had with life with you today Welcome back, friends. Super excited to be with you for this week's edition of Life with Breath Expert Series. Before we introduce our super guest and we get dialed in to the benefits of nasal breathing, let's just get ourselves centered and see if we can drop into our body and listen to the whispers of our heart. So in your own way, planting your feet firmly down onto the earth and feeling the strength in your legs. And engage these legs as if you're going to stand up, but don't. And notice your spine will become completely erect. Now relax your eyes and jaw and let go of any old tension or any old memories around the face that causes the muscles of the face to contract. Pull your awareness to your nostrils. Begin to sense the flow of breath coming in and out of your nostrils, giving you this opportunity in this moment. And what do you want to do with this moment? Now begin to breathe as slowly as you can. Drop your shoulders away from your ears. Relax your hands and feet. And as you begin to breathe slower, notice the chatter of the mind begins to dissipate. And bring yourself into the opening layers of mental focus, mental attention. For those of you who know the ocean-sounding breath, allow a soft sound to form in the throat and allow that to anchor your mind in the present moment. Begin to breathe as slowly as you can with this ocean sound and nurture the belly, your heart and lungs, and the various centers of your brain so that they're all working together. We're all going in the same direction. And see if there's little spaces where you can bring breath into your body where you couldn't moments ago. And begin to open these areas up where energy might have been blocked. Slow motion inhale. Slow motion exhale. For those of you that want to go a little bit deeper, when the inhale is complete, Hold the breath in several seconds and allow the mind to become still and silent. Allow the exhale to be rich and full and complete, and then hold the breath out several seconds. And again, alert the mind that stillness and silence are the key to learning new skills. Couple more rounds, slow motion, inhale, hold for two. Slow motion, exhale, hold for two. Allow the breath to do all the work for you. And you just sit back in your mind and feel this most powerful tool of self-care. See if you can breathe a little bit slower. Practice this, this slower breathing. It's like an anaerobic workout of strengthening the muscles of inhale and exhale And when you're holding the breath in, notice you have the ability to choose what you want to occur at any given moment of your life. It doesn't choose you. You choose it. Yes, we are choosing what we want to occur in life. Let's do one more round. And if you're in the middle of a round, that's fine. Do another. There's, there's no time constraints here. We took the scoreboard down. This is going to be a powerful hour. And then to come out of this on your next exhale. Let it come out through the mouth slowly with a sigh. Just break that sound barrier and just relax into the space you've created. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we have one of the all-time greats here today. (laughs) We have the legendary A.J. Holland, who in my world is one of my heroes, Welcome, AJ.
1: Eddie, how we doing, man? It's an honor. It's an honor to be uh, chatting with you, man. Good to see you, too. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while.
0: Yeah, you know, I miss your vibe. I miss those little coffees we'd get up on uh, Ventnor Avenue there at Cookies Place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of great conversations and, you know, just different philosophies and asking questions about life and, you know, just kind of running things through both of our awarenesses, you know, it helped both of us.
1: Yeah, I feel like it was, um, what was it? Maybe three, four, maybe three summers ago when we were doing all those, uh, one-on-one sessions right in your uh, living room. (laughs) And then afterwards, well, but you know, between Harley, uh, you know, jumping on you or I, you know, um, and then going down to the beach and yeah, having our little, uh, life talks, man.
0: Um, good times you know, sometimes guys have, have difficulty in in putting a voice to some of the deeper things that obviously motivate us or create insecurities or questions about our skill sets. And, you know, we didn't seem to have any problem at all bringing up kind of the deepest of the deep and trying to find the best in it for each of us.
1: No, no, no. And I think it's, um, I think it's just a matter of, uh, you know, being honest with yourself more than anything. You know, I think that's like a big barrier, especially dudes, you know, like they tend to, um, grasp the whole like macho, like, you know, not grounded to like, um, earth, but also not grounded to like your own awareness to like, you know, certain things that are going on in life, you know, certain obstacles that you need to uh, face, you know, head on. But, um, yeah, I just, I just recall, man, I always bring it up to people, you know, like whenever anybody's always asking like, oh, where'd you hear about the whole nasal breathing? And, you know, like, where do you get your particular mindset or view on things? And it's, I don't know. A lot of it brings back to uh, not only our talks, but um, um, but also you know, like my introduction to the uh, the nasal breathing when when you and I um, first really started working on it. I guess it was, you know, over ten years ago. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. You know. Well, let's take a few steps back a little further before you started Doc Fitness and you're helping so many people, you know, nationally and internationally. You know, when I first heard about you you know, you were a football star, a baseball star, uh, you know, a really high end athlete. And mm. uh, I remember your football career, uh, mm. you know, quite a, quite a, uh, lot of accomplishments as a quarterback, you know, it's a team yeah. sport, you know, but yeah. everything runs off the quarterback's mindset and skill sets. What was it like playing quarterback in a high level?
1: Well, I was the best handoffer, I will say, you know, because we had a uh, (laughs) no, no joke. But uh, no, that was um, because we did have a we We our average height and weight of our offensive line was six, three, three hundred pounds. We two of the top five running backs in the state. Um, So we definitely were set up for um, for a successful season, to say the least. But um, but no, I mean, um, I think uh, being a part of that team and uh, and. Going from actually center, I played center my entire life up until quarterback. Um, it was a privilege, but um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it was a it was a unique experience because it was uh, one of the first times where I really experienced like brotherhood and um, really first experienced like what it means to be a leader. You know, like even though, you know, like we had so many um, different assets on that team. Um, to be the guy um, that's calling the plays, to be the guy that's you know, you know, really setting the tone for the game. Um, you know, that allowed me to like understand the factor of uh, of of someone else putting trust in in me. You know, to take control of this um this team that a lot of a uh, lot of people, a lot of alumni um, were looking to see as like all right, one of the better teams in uh, New Jersey history. So um, to take on that task, it was a uh, it was fun, man, <laughs> to say the least.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember, uh, you know, there's a lot of lineage in Absecan Island where we grew up. And, you know, Thanksgiving morning, you know, it's Holy Spirit Atlantic High. It's been that way since like 1921. It's a rivalry mm-hmm. where just kids who are normally friends, you know, mm-hmm. for a couple hours just get out and, yeah. and try to destroy each other. And mm-hmm. everybody, you know, who's anybody is at that game and yeah. I remember you being involved with some pretty
1: big games yeah yeah we um especially the thanksgiving day game because that's always one you know you know um the late uh you know bill walsh you know coach walsh mm-hmm. you know like he uh you know he would be at the start of every season he'd be like all right we're circling the calendar of turkey day you know right. and he actually had his whole thing where if we didn't if we didn't beat Atlanta, Kai, then he wouldn't eat any turkey that game so not only was it a big deal for us, but it was a big deal for Coach Walsh's uh, appetite, to say the least, over at uh, Turkey Day. But, but yeah, man, I mean, uh, that particular year really set the tone for um, for a lot of us, man. You know, like, and kind of got the ball rolling, uh, you know, for uh, a number of us players and do, uh our next uh, adventures of life. So, but it's, and that's the brilliant, I think that's the brilliant thing, too, with, with team sports more than anything. And I think that was one of the ones, like I said, you know, like, was really first able to, uh, you know, have people from different walks of life come together to achieve a, uh, a certain goal that we were all striving for.
0: Right. You know, I love team sports. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's nice just, you know, you don't have to score the touchdown, just make the pass. You don't have to, you know, set up, you know, the, the guy who runs 60 yards, you make the block. You know, it just feels just as good.
1: Yeah, you absolutely. Know, when, I, when,
0: I think, when I think about, Obviously, your baseball career kind of went a, up a few floors. Uh, really masterful career, you know, playing at the major league level. Oh. Just bravo, my friend. You know, it's just like it's such a heart. It's so competitive. I mean, yeah. you have all the tools. You're six five, two 225. I mean, you're, you're you know you're a masterful pitcher. What was it like, you know, evolving your skill sets and going from step to step through that whole process?
1: Um, I will say, like, uh, with baseball, just apart from, like, football, you realize that obviously it's a team sport, but it's definitely one of the most individualized team sports out there, you know, and with saying that, it's, like, that's where – baseball, one thing that that has come to mind is the fact of, like, the mental part of the game, okay, Mm -hmm. because – you know, yes, I have. I had the stature. You know, like I had everything that like anybody would want in a in a pitcher. Um, but really, what it comes down to, and how to excel from level to level, is between the ears. Um, and that's that's the biggest thing that I found. You know, like I had um, I played four years within the Atlanta Braves organization. Very grateful for that experience within the minor league system. And um, um, and that was the one thing that I had learned the most was like. What separated one guy to the next was their uh, their mental discipline. You know, being able to not only be successful on day one, but also be successful on day 162 <laughs> with how many games. You know, obviously you need to be in peak performance shape and, um, and take care of the little things because it's always the attention to detail in just about any sport you play, but especially with baseball because it's a game based off of failure too, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's where it comes down to where I found with baseball was – um number of life lessons to say the least because you know you you know the the old saying is like as a as a hitter you know if you fail seven times out of ten getting a hit you're considered a hall of famer <laughs> right. you know so um going from level to level you know like um it definitely uh it comes down between the ears man and uh you know but i couldn't have been more grateful for that experience to say the least with the uh with the bravos and all my
0: the training that, that was going on back uh, in those days for, for baseball, you know, it was very regimented. The training was very linear. It was, you know, no pain, no gain. Yeah. But then early on, you had already been involved in some of the traditional Eastern arts, and you were bringing some of the stuff that was kind of, it's it's normal now, but back yeah. then, you know, it wasn't typical training. There wasn't a lot of recovery. There wasn't any uh, type of uh, therapeutic yoga. There wasn't any breathwork control. Yeah. You know what was it like when you're when you're trying you're trying because you were always trying new things you know, yeah really, which is really the key to life is trying new mm-hmm. things learning new things every day what was it what was it like trying to you know bring some of the, the mm-hmm. yoga stuff into like you know the bullpen or you know into oh yeah the field oh bullpen. yeah when i was uh, i'll never forget my
1: freshman year at st joe's university where i went to play <laughs> baseball originally i would be in the right field you know doing yoga and, you know, that's when guys started calling me Sunshine, you know, like who was like a quarterback from, uh, remember the Titans, who was doing all the yoga, you know, tactics and all. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, most guys, you know, like, uh, you know, in baseball, at least in the beginning, you know, I don't know if it's a matter of like being afraid of change or different, you know, like, but I definitely kind of like danced to the beat of my own drum, to say the least. And um, when it came to the yoga, like, I think it – uh. I will say, um, going from St. Joe's onto the Braves, it really resonated with people. And that's where I found that, um, within baseball and I'm sure with other sports, but you start to gravitate or you start to attract people who tend to be like-minded. Um, right. now obviously, yeah, like it really, like yoga was always something that, you know, guys would do on their own. You know, it wasn't something that you were doing in the outfield by any means. Um, I didn't really care much to that, but, um, but it was uh, it was something that uh, that I found to be like um, important, especially when it comes to like the recovery, you know, like and it, it kind of like blew my mind to the point where not many guys were focusing and on their breath, you know, because like as a pitcher, you're constantly like after you throw a game, after you throw in a game, you know, you're yes. Like you were saying, it's very regimented, like like what you're doing the next day, the next five days until your next start. Um, and they, there comes a lot of running as well, a lot of running. And, um, and I remember, uh, one of my good buddies, uh, this kid, I played with, um, David Moore, he, um, you know, he was one guy that, uh, really, um, was attracted to the nasal breathing, you know, because, mm-hmm. um, um, I would go and, and people would see me like, you know, breathing in and out my nose and everything and, and focus on the yoga and all, and they would start asking questions. And then, you know, after a couple of weeks of them, like tagging along on certain runs and, um they're kind of like wait a second you know this uh this old sunshine uh, isn't all crazy as uh, as he seems to be
0: <laughs> well you know there's there's such an emphasis today on recovery you know i think it's so important to unwind what we wind up it just makes perfect sense in, in the world of physics you know back when i was a kid you know you know after an athletic event recovery was at maloney's backyard uh that's where the recovery took place and, uh, you know, there wasn't much, you know, stretching other than you were <laughs> in it. 12 ounce but, curls. Uh, yes. 12 ounce, that, ounce that curls. Was, yeah. That was a different time uh, yeah. where it was always go, go, go and all willpower. And we've become a lot more aware of how we can take care of ourselves. You know, when I first really think about really diving into to AJ Holland, I remember you were a lifeguard at Washington mm-hmm. Avenue, which was the, the beach that my parents' house was on on Martindale Avenue and i'd come down on on weekends I, I don't know why i was there but i just was you know because i saw your workout routine was like f- what, what, what would classically be called like f- a functional workout you know yeah. you would be doing all sorts of different things with light weights moving your body in all sorts of different angles against gravity controlling your breath and i'm like oh man this is great let me go you know hook up with aj i'm going to show him a couple things and see what he thinks about that And i'm going to show him some of the breathing and see what he thinks about that. And like, you were all game.
1: Oh yeah. I think, Um. well, what's it called? Like going into the cat. Ke- well, cause that's where I was really introduced. I think it was at the age of 16 really, because that was, that was my first year 14, 15, 16. Yeah. 16, 17, I'm sorry. 17 years old is when I actually um, um was introduced to not only the breathing, but kettlebells as well with Tommy Sherr. And uh, and I think you had taught Tommy all of the nasal breathing, you know, like so he kind of like touched upon with me a little bit. And and um, and what really uh, resonated with me was um, the honestly just being able to go harder, longer, you know, basically, you know, like if you try and keep it as common you know, sense as possible um, after uh, the sessions with you and how you broke it down to me was to the point where wait a second, you're telling me that I'm able to keep more oxygen in my system that would allow me to go further than myself, uh, than the, you know, the day before, or right. that this is something that's so unique. And like, again, at this point, you know, like I, like I said, I like, I like trying out new things, you know, and I thought that that was definitely something that kind of resonated with me, you know, and plus, I mean, Ed, I mean, you're so well-respected within the lifeguard community, but obviously, you know, all throughout the, uh, the Seeking Island, and um, you know, so it kind of was a no-brainer. You know, so like, you know, and that, thats where the trust comes into play a little bit too. But um, but uh, I oh, will I say, a- go ahead, yeah. Go, no, no, go ahead, finish that. I oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead, go I got a whole another segue, but
0: uh. <laughs> you know, if my memory—if I have recall of this—I think the first breakthrough that you really had with the breath in a in a competitive thing. Was there was a two mile
1: beach? Oh yeah, that's what I was about run. to get into. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, so I, I, yeah. I called me afterwards goes Ed, like you're not going to freaking believe. <laughs> <that. I> just,
1: <laughs> it, I just, hey dude, honestly, this is the most honest, and it's funny you're saying this because this morning, in one of my sessions, we were going over like the nasal breathing within the plank, like a two minute plank, and I was explaining to them after the because one of the one of the girls, one of my clients, asked. uh you know, what the point of with, like, breath retention, and I went into that. But they had asked, like, like, hey, what was the big breakthrough? And, yeah, mm-hmm. so it was um, every year on the Venter City Beach Troll, we had to do a two-mile um, research run. You know, everybody comes in, everybody's, you know, just spent the whole, you know, winter drinking their butts off, you know, all year long. Hang on. Hang on.
0: All right. Technical, difficult. I got you. I can hear you. You got me? Yeah, I can't see but I can Hold hear you. Hold
1: on. Can you see me?
0: No, you're a blank screen. Sorry about that, Ed. It's all right. We're not the uh, Bill Gates here.
1: Let me just try and get that. Oh, son of a gun.
0: I can hear you. I can't see you.
1: Hold on one second. God bless.
0: Take a couple deep breaths. It's all good. Mm. And for everybody at home, just take some several deep breaths, just relax and meditate, and we'll be back with you in a second. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, here we go. Good, good. Yeah. All right. There you are. There you are. got me? It's perfect. Perfect. All right. Um. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so uh, you got me? You can hear me? All right.
0: Look good to me, brother. <laughs>
1: Everybody wants to hear about this run. Really I know. Long. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, so. Um, it blows your mind
0: when you begin to realize that you can breathe through your nose and actually perform competitively faster with a lower heart rate. It blows your mind. Your mind can't believe it.
1: Um, yeah, so like I was saying, um, yeah, so Vendor City Beach Patrol, basically every year, um, we have to do a two-mile restart run, and I had gone into it, and this at the beginning of summer, and my time was 1456, and, you know, nothing crazy, you know, over a seven-minute you know, time or right around so, um, and uh, I spent that entire summer focusing on the breathing, doing kettlebells, but more than anything, just you know, the nasal breathing. And the fact of the matter is, too, is that that entire summer, I didn't run one time. There wasn't one time where I ran. And on top of that, you know, OK, yeah. So I go throughout the whole summer, focusing on the breathing, the kettlebells and all. And uh, I get back. I get to St. Joe's um, for my first year, freshman year. You know, you're really trying to set the standard, you know, like, uh, OK, like who's who's been working out all summer and um, our coach says hey we have a uh, two mile time that we have to uh everybody needs to run and um and i'm like kind of like jesus like i haven't ran once i'm gonna do terrible you know like kind of like thinking like jesus next thing you know we get on the track we get going i finished i crossed the finish line 12:46. so it was over two minutes you know like that i shaved off of uh, a two mile time and um like that's no like that's no blown smoke or anything like that like i when i had to go back and and i like talked to our one of our managers and i was like what do you, what do you mean you said 1246 he's like yeah and that's when i was walking up the steps to go back to our our field and uh, yeah and that's when i called you and i was like wait a second like what the hell just happened <laughs> because on top of that too I felt as if, like legitimately, that I could have gone that exact same pace for another two miles. So I think more than anything, that was probably the biggest eye-opening experience that I had, um, because it it almost was like a super drug, you know, like it was like like limitless to another degree, but like from the most natural form humanly possible, and um. um Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, that from that point on that point on, that's when I truly became like a full on believer. And, um, and I, like I said, I was telling that story this morning and, um, and it's, uh, and it still resonates with people. And it's, it's one of those things that, um, that it really blows my mind that not many, not more people are locked in with it. Um, but, um, but Hey, that's what, that's what it comes down to people like yourself and myself, um about spreading the word with the nasal breathing you know
0: i just think that uh it's an incredible tool and when it's applied correctly you'll notice you actually get faster as the event unfolds or other people are hyperventilating and gasping for air and losing optimal patterns of movement in their body you're actually f you know you're getting faster and faster as the event unfolds and we're so not used to that in competitive sports we're used to you know hanging on at the end here we're like man move the finish line down i'm just getting started
1: yeah it's funny um what's it called too um so we would go on some uh so we have a a beach run every uh, christmas eve morning myself my brother our buddy crazy todd and uh matt given my cousin who's in the uh, military and um there's been a couple times where um uh <laughs> Now, those, I mean, you know, Mike, and you know, my cousin, and those two are two, um, you know, ultimate athletes, to say the least. And um, there's been a couple times, you know, where um, when we're finishing up our run, where our run's about four mile long on the beach at 4.30 in the morning, where, you know, there's the last 200-meter stretch where we just all just get into a full-on sprint. And uh, I don't know if I won the last one. I might have. But um, I know the previous two or three, I've like, I just was able to take off into a full on sprint. But just to go back to your point, I mean, when you are nasal breathing and when you're able to keep more oxygen in your system and you're able to like extract that extra oxygen from the CO2 that you're blowing out using the nasal breathing, like you're literally doubling your intake of oxygen that allows you to go harder, longer for a longer period of time, you know? And the funny thing is, is like any run that I've ever been on not only the circumstance of like the christmas eve run but also you know obviously with the um the breakthrough run um but every workout that i've always been in i always feel i feel stronger at the end i feel stronger i feel like i'm able to go harder and again it goes back to like that competitiveness a little bit too where you know if you tend to be competing with somebody and you hear somebody on like the run next to you like gasping in and out of their mouth it's like all right well you know you're good (laughs) you know, you're ready to rock and roll, you know, but, um, I think that's the beauty of it too. And also on top of that too, is like, there's so many different, um, rhythmic, uh, techniques that you can use. And I remember too, is like when I first was like starting to run. And again, this was something that we were talking in the earlier session this morning was the fact that, um, when I first started running without, you know kind of um like much thought into it but just to breathe in and out of your nose you you kind of you you tend to go with your most natural rhythmic beat you know and one thing that i remember it was like two quick inhales one one quick exhale two quick inhales one on a quick exhale okay. and you start to like create your own little your own little okay. mixture of breathing which i think is to be so fascinating in itself um <laughs> oh my god i don't know i just uh i think it's a beautiful thing that more people need to. Um, just be aware of and be just open to, to trying and, you know, and focusing on for a longer period of time, because that's the other thing too. Everybody wants quick fixes, but this isn't something that's gonna happen overnight either. You know, I mean, this is something like it's um, at our fingertips that you could practice on every single day. And to be honest, like one of my sessions, you know, a co- group of guys, they're, they're always in the car, they're driving down to Avalon, 35 minute commute. And I tell them and I'm like, listen, get in the car, turn the music off or on, doesn't matter, but focus on your breathing. You know, think about going that, you know, four-count breath, long inhale, You know, hold your breath at the top, slow-drawn-out exhale, hold it at the bottom. You know, whether you do it for a minute, two minutes, 10 minutes, uh, an hour, you know, it's just like that, um, those little, um, those little incrementing, like, practicing, you know, practicing on a, on a, on a regular basis. But... <laughs> you know, we live in a world where
0: everybody you know, is overstimulated. You know, we we need to be stimulated. We need to be on our phone. We need to do this, we need to do that. People are pulling us eight different directions. I got to see who's on, you know, the next social media thing. And it's almost like the breath is just such a cure or just an opportunity to really pause before, you know, we get scattered again. Like, do you really want to focus at a level where you know you can be more successful than someone who doesn't have control of their breath. Can can you be in the moment without being stimulated in an artificial way? Can you just be stimulated by what your body's creating for you? And I think that, you know, what you're doing mm-hmm. right now with Doc Doc Fitness and that that's out of Vetner,
1: Yeah, Vetner Heights at the Boathouse.
0: And when you think about like the kettlebell and how that frees you up, to open up the body when you talk about how the breath and you blend that in with the kettlebell you can really bring yourself into that one pointed focus so you can execute the movement flawlessly without any of the extra accoutrements you get from you know loud music at the gym or there's a tv on on the treadmill or you know whatever that might be
1: oh yeah i um, honestly, you know and it's funny too those you know i'm I can't stand like trying to pick what music everybody likes, you know, and and people who are listening to this, who, uh, who come to the classes, they know that because I can listen to like, you know, Leon bridges. I could listen to freaking like the softest, like sounds of the ocean. And just because that's kind of like when I was introduced to, when I was started doing kettlebells, it was on the beach. You know, we didn't have music. We were just focusing on the ocean sound and, and the breathing. And, and the thing is too, is like, with kettlebells, it's a ballistic movement that requires your attention to your breath. Mm -hmm. Like you have to, the attention, you you have to, you have to focus on your breath. The more you focus on just moving weight, Mm -hmm. the more, the more, uh, the better chances you are of getting hurt. But like, if you're able to combine that ballistic movement of a, a kettlebell swing with your breath, you're going to reap the benefits 10 times more than the person next to you who's just swinging just to get reps in you know Mm -hmm. so the more the more you're able to sync that breath with movement um the safer it's going to be the more effective your movement's going to be and i think that's why i'm so attracted to the kettlebell is because how much in alignment the breath plays a role you know what i mean like it's just um right i mean it um i don't know it's a beautiful thing but it's um but also it's it's a means of safety as well
0: right Right. You know, when I grew up, it was it was dumbbells and uh, straight bars, you know, and there was maybe a cable machine here or there. You know, there wasn't any ke- there wasn't any kettlebells. and yeah. I, I remember watching early on youngsters with the kettlebells. And I was I was just amazed at how it could build strength and flexibility all in the same moment.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you take the the Goblet squat, for instance. I mean, you, you're you holding a bell, you know, whatever, how many kilos you're thinking, but you're locked in a position at the top, you know, and when you go down to your bottom of your position, like there's a lot of, um, like warm ups that we'll do, um, where you'll get down into a sumo stance and you're using that kettlebell, you're prying that kettlebell with your handles and you're prying your knees apart with your elbows.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like, you see too many people doing that with dumbbells and barbells, you know, like, yeah. and, <laughs> you know, like, and it's, uh, I think that's another thing that, that, um, that I find so, uh, appealing to me with the kettlebell is that you're not only working strength, you're working cardio, you're working flexibility, mobility, um, your, your ability to incorporate breath into all these movements, um, is such a fascinating thing to me. Um, but it, um, yeah, it's something that is really, like, starting to catch on, though, between, like, the breathing and, and also the kettlebells, which I'm starting to find, too. And it's and it's also with the kettlebell, too, that a lot of people are attracted to is the minimalistic aspect of it. You know, you think you literally just have this ball of steel that, you know, could literally spit in your car. You travel across the country, and you have your home gym, you know, in your back seat. Are you kidding me? Right.
0: <laughs> Here's what I like about... <clears throat> the breath work yeah number one we're going to engage this amazing muscle this thoracic diaphragm muscle Mm -hmm. and not only is it the primary muscle of inhale and how much incoming energy we can create to allow the ribs to become elastic and really work that lung tissue so you have more energy but it's also the primary muscle for posture and stabilizing the spine and, and the low back you know when the low back is healthy and and the spine is straight, you know, then we have this amazing digestion, elimination, and assimilation of what's in the gut. So when you think about you know what's happening with the breathing that you're creating, because I noticed in the instructional videos that you have on Instagram that your patterns of movement are never impaired. You mm. don't put in extra reps when your posture is poor. You have a relationship with this muscle which is the number one muscle out of all 610 muscles. This is the one that runs them all. And we don't talk about it. But when you look at your movements and how your spine is never impaired, no matter what type of movement you're doing against gravity, I think that speaks volumes.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, that's one thing, you know, technique. I mean, technique is everything, you know, and how do you get better technique? know especially in a kettlebell ballistic movement you want to have that proper posture you know whether it be the top of a goblet squat whether it be the top of your swing um and i think that's i mean obviously something that i really try and lock in and focus on as much as humanly possible um because there are other you know like accounts out there that um you know that that they don't really focus on it as much you know and um and i think with the breathing obviously that helps so You know,
0: when we talk about, we were talking about baseball earlier and the level you were pitching, it's all about the fastball.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the command, yeah.
0: And then obviously our body starts to break down from years of training and at some point the rubber begins to hit the road and, you know, there's other opportunities in life. But I remember working with you when we were focusing on how how could we get more velocity from the core of our body and i was inviting you to hold the breath in at the release point rather than start the exhale earlier on in the stroke of pitching i was trying to to invite you to hold the breath in while the diaphragm is vertically down so you could engage more of your legs and hips before the recoil came up in your right arm do you remember that
1: yeah absolutely that was um that was in between one of my seasons uh uh going to australia Um, that was going into my second season in Australia. I remember I was home for the summer and, uh, and that's when we were really locking that in. And I felt like that was, that was a big indicator as into helping me getting back from shoulder surgery because it was after that time where I was really trying to focus on bringing my velocity back up. And, um, yeah, it's, that's an interesting thing too, because it's like, um, with the breathing in, when it comes to pitching, um, most people just focus on, you know, trying to calm your heart rate. You know, taking that deep inhale before the pitch. But what people didn't realize, and, and the funny thing is too, is like it wasn't until you know you and I had that conversation. I remember it was right at headquarters, right on the uh, right on the deck. You know, we were out there. I remember it, yeah. And um, it's something that people don't that they're not really aware that you that you are able to do. You know, so by um, because again, it, it goes back to focusing on your breath to just calm yourself down and then you just action that's it you know but mm-hmm. if you're able to you know sync up the actual release of the ball with that little slight breath retention, then it's um it'll work uh, it'll work wonders for
0: you <laughs> you know i i notice your lower body mechanics have always been super efficient and then i watch you with the kettlebell stuff that you're doing on the instagram account your your lower body mechanics and patterns of movement are are just about perfected i don't think it could be done any
1: better oh uh, no i mean they could always be better <laughs> but we i pre- don't
0: to, we don't want them to get any worse but you know yeah, yeah. everything starts you know from the soles of the feet to the hips oh my
1: god know. no and i think uh, you know that's i mean that's another thing too where i mean just being barefoot too you know like constantly like um and i think how important you know the breath is you know it's about grounding yourself in the present moment how do you ground yourself in the present moment? Was it a pair, through a pair of shoes, you know, while you're working out? Not so much. No, you know, it's about that grounding of putting your feet onto the ground. But um, but no, when it comes to, um, you know, focusing on the legs and focusing on uh, on building strength in the legs, um, that what I find is important or it's a it's a good association is with um, that quick, um, mm-hmm. that quick exhale. OK, at the um, say again, like top of your squat or top of a kettlebell swing because the kettlebell swing in itself, um, how I'm teaching my clients who come in. um, And one thing that we're focusing on is as on the descent of the bell, you're taking two quick inhales. Mm -hmm. So it's two quick inhales. And then at the top of the swing, it's (sighs) brace (laughs) at the top of your swing. And within that brace, it's a matter of not just blowing out your air, Right. I mean, it's, it's about contracting everything, you know, contracting your core, contracting your glutes, contracting your quads. And I think that's something that really goes to show because yes, we do a lot of legs, we do a lot of full body movements and, and so on and so forth. But, um, the tension that you're able to build within a particular movement, you know, helps to increase the chances of having stronger legs. You know and it's about maximizing your time too you know so it's right i mean it's um if you're able to do you know spend 10 minutes doing kettlebell swings you know 10 swings every swing you know every 10 every 10 swings every uh, minute on the minute and you're Mm -hmm. focusing on movement with breath but not only with breath right Mm -hmm. it's more so with that quick exhale um and like that little slight fire that you're able to build within your system. So I kind of just went off on a tangent there, but
0: <laughs> it was perfect because it's really about efficiency whether you're 18 or you're 58, you know, whatever your age may be, you need to be efficient when you're dealing with the body. Cause once the body, you know, begins to deteriorate, it's really difficult to bring it back to the, you know, the way God made it. So, you know, trying to sidestep a lot of the injuries and, you know, wear and tear uh, from excessive movements that we see, you know, in traditional fitness and, and sports is, you know, what we're all about. We're all about efficiency. We're all about paying attention. And we're all about learning how to raise our awareness about our skill sets. When you think about that, the patterns of movement in your lower body, you know, the arch of the foot acts like a diaphragm between the heel plate and the ball joint you have another diaphragm at the pelvic floor behind the reproductive organ and in front of the buttock that there's another diaphragm there these horizontal muscles we have a diaphragm here we have another diaphragm in the throat and these horizontal muscles are activated by this breathing that helps all the vertical muscles the spindles the ropes work so much more efficiently and having a strong container of energy that we allow to dissipate based on our intention.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, and I think that's something that, um, you know, people don't necessarily know, you know, and I think that's something that, you know, the more we lock in with that focus and efficiency to the breath, I mean, the better off you're going to be, right. I mean, it's,
0: well, it's funny. As soon as you focus on your breath, the higher part of your brain turns on. You're more alert. You're more aware. You're you know, your surroundings. Also, yeah. when you your breath becomes labored, the first thing you notice is your patterns of movement aren't as efficient. Yeah. And we yeah. Want to be efficient.
1: Yeah. And speaking of, um, you know, being aware of your surroundings, you know, and how important that breath is. Um, Like earlier today, for instance, I mean, what is it? November 10th. Um, The ocean is, um, I think I checked that it was 54, you know, which is not obviously the warmest. You know, I'm sure you're you got some cold lakes out there, you know, oh. <laughs> out west. <clears throat> I saw one of your videos with uh, Wendy uh, was videoing you um, walking out. I think it was what, 34 degrees or 30 something along those lines
0: yeah that was over in colorado at uh officer's gulch man it's right off of i-70 between vale and copper mountain yes you if you're ever driving by there man pull over and hit officer's gulch man <laughs> that, it's like freaking 40 degrees in there man. <laughs> you know, you're talking about it was snowing yes 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 And man it was so cold yes but but when you have the breathing the nasal breathing and the different techniques that we've mastered over the years, it doesn't affect you as well. Uh, not at all. And that's,
1: that's to my point today. Like, so I went in and, uh, I spent about, you know, eight to 10 minutes in the water today, just walking out and, um, started out with a little bit of fire breathing. And I always, I always get have habit. I like covering, I like covering my mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, I think psychologically, I just think that I'm warmer, you know, just <laughs> by doing quick inhales. you know, like by covering them. Yeah. Um, but going through that sequence, it's just a matter of, um, you know, it allows you to create warmth within your body. I mean, you know, so basically I walked out and this is something that I like to do. You know, I try to do at least once a week, you know, like now that we're getting into the winter months, you know, at least once a week, you know, whereas before, obviously, you know, summertime, you're feeling good in 75 degree water <laughs> a couple of times a week. But, but uh, once you're in there, it's funny how much um, fun you can have, or it's, it's, you know, how much play you can have with the breath and mm-hmm. see what works, but kind of going off of like the, the, the different techniques that we've mastered is the fact of um, going the now nal- interostatic nasal breathing, but not only with that, you know, mm-hmm. adding, adding different, um, uh, valves to it. So one thing today I was going through was closing one nostril and mm-hmm. going 10 quick inhales, like, Holding that in at the top, going for. I mean, in my mind, I was trying to get a 10 count, but I was only probably able to get a five count, you know, Mm -hmm. and then close the other nostril and then 10 quick exhales. And then hold your breath at the bottom, you know, and then the same thing. Go through that sequence and then you go down. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, Eight quick inhales. Eight, Mm -hmm. you know. Oh, what a great laugh. Oh, dude, uh, the ladders, game changers, you know, and I think, um, but aside from that though, like, I mean, or going along with that is, um, like after what, maybe a minute, two minutes, you know, you know, I'm body surfing, you know, in 50, 50, 50 degree water, you know, and it's just, it's amazing. Like it's, it's circumstances like that, that like really like is refreshing, um, to realize that y- you have so much power you know like you have so much power like now granted we're very great we're very you know it's um we're very fortunate to be able to live by the ocean you know and be able to have that access to a cold water tub whenever you want um, but um, by putting yourself in certain like finding comfort and discomfort you know because nobody likes cold water let's be honest <laughs> I doubt that Wim Hof even likes cold water. You know, like it's just a matter of your your awareness factor. Of, but going back to this initial thought of being aware of your surroundings, and how do you become aware of your surroundings? It's like, especially in like uncomfortable situations, it's a matter of focusing on your breath and 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 that's one thing too that you know just to kind of um, segue a little bit into like our our workouts, our training sessions are. I know I'm talking a lot right now, so I'm like, uh, <laughs> I got to get a couple of breaths in. But, um, but we have an assault bike in there, and that mm-hmm. thing gets your heart jacked up, mm-hmm. jacked up, you know, like especially when you get off. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I try to reiterate to, you know, my clients that come in is um, how important it is to not just, you know, just fall on the ground and start huffing and puffing out of your mouth, but to give yourself the opportunity um, to lock in on that breath, you know, mm-hmm. afterwards. So, cause in my mindset too, is like your heart rate's jacked up. So it's beaten through the roof. So how do we take control of that? Mm-hmm. We take control of that by mimicking our breath with our heart rate. Bump, 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 bump. So then, then you start taking control. It's almost a matter of you're taking grasp of that heart rate with your breath. And you're starting to elongate it so basically like you do that <laughs> Yeah. and then and then and then after I mean it's like a miracle drug dude like it just <laughs> it's like day in day out day in day out day in day out like I'm constantly um, reminded about the beauties of this you know and I find I find it too like obviously yes like within fitness It plays a huge role um, within competitive sports, you know, within recovery time. Obviously, yes. But more than anything is the fact that it helps you release, relieve stress. It helps you live a happier life. I mean, it's like in times of difficulty, you know, like how many times are like decisions made or things said like based off emotions and it's like. If you're able to take that second, take that three seconds and five, 10 seconds of just, just Mm -hmm. bringing your breath, like focus on a couple of breaths. Like, would you really call so-and-so what, you know, would you really like, you know, make um, a very neurotic decision, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, um, it's something that is, that, that I, that I, I could speak to on for hours, like, to be honest, because I find it to be so important to just everyday life. Um, and it's kind of funny too, because it's like, what are you talking about? Like somebody who has no idea like about the breathing and no, about no idea about the nasal breathing or anything like that. They just think, Oh, what do you mean? Just focus on your breath. It's like, no, like there's more to it than that. It's a matter of, um, honestly, living a positive, like more positive, you know, um, life. I mean, it's, 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 you know, life with breath, I guess, <laughs> yeah
0: negativity doesn't exist we create it and then it becomes a subconscious imprint and then that just becomes us it's not real you're not born negative oh no you know when you think about when I think not take a step back you know from your career and I, I see you now in this second your this fitness career where you've chosen uh breath control and uh dumbbells i mean excuse me kettlebells it really when I think about being a pitcher, And how, you know, that explosion of tension into relaxation and the patterns of movement it takes to be a quarterback, the patterns of movement it takes to be a a baseball pitcher and hitter. Now it seems like the kettlebell and the breath control was – it's perfect.
1: (laughs) Yes. It's It's funny, man. It's funny how things like kind of like – Things have, I mean, so far, man, like it's, it's, um, it's kind of like a culmination of everything that you're, you're talking about, you know, and it's, um, um and I, it's funny too. It's like, like, I'll be honest, like with COVID, COVID, like shutting everything down was not for nothing, was a bit of a blessing in disguise for me. You know, like I, um, I was working three different spots, 80 hours a week. And, um, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't fulfilled to say the least. Right. And then um covid had shut everything down. And then actually we were at my buddy's place, who, whose place we're at right now. And um he's got a nice little backyard and uh I bought a kettlebell and mm-hmm. um, started holding workouts. Just well actually just started running workouts and and more people started showing up surprisingly enough. And uh yeah, and then it's kind of like slowly kind of like organically turned into its own thing and I find it, I kind of find like that's kind of like how like I think people, I don't know. I think if you're, uh, if you're able to be aware of just like the, um, the kind of go with the flow mentality, you know, like you ride the wave, <laughs> you know? And, um, and I think that's kind of like the last, how the last like couple of years has gone, you know, like where I'm just kind of going with the flow, riding the wave, you know, making the tough decision when need be, but also, um, um, focusing on, um, You know, the things that uh, fulfill me and the things that tend to be the most fulfilling to me um, is, you know, the breath control. Yes. The fitness. Yes. But more so than anything is like, you know, I have something that I felt like I learned from Doc, like or from the stories that I was told about, Doc, is the fact that, um, you know, the most valuable currency there is, is the effect that we have on others. You know and you're a testament to that Uh, doc is a testament to that you know and that is something that um i find to be important for anybody regardless whether you're in fitness or training or coaching or anything but it really is about that um building your own legacy and i find for me um that's that's kind of like a legacy that i would like to uh that i would like to hold is like you know of you know create positive change um mm-hmm. um within people's lives and trying my best you know to make them better versions of themselves and where does that go you know like um so anyway I mean I think that's just a matter of um the the road that has been bestowed upon me.
0: <laughs> you know life is all about service service to others service to yourself through others you know you try to leave things a little better than when you first engage them. Uh, you know, making it easier for others, planting seeds, you know, so it's easier for the next generation than when it was for us. You know, speaking of that, before we transition, I've got a note here. i got a, this, this, this is the part where we, where we, uh, we have questions for the guest.
1: Mm.
0: Now I, I need, where is this in my notes? Oh, this is it right here. Now Here's today's $100 million question. Oh, boy. Who said this? Oh, geez. Fulfilled and satisfied. Never be satisfied, but always be fulfilled. Who said that?
1: Doc Holland, 100%.
0: Your your dad said that. Oh, big Ward. Where do you think he heard it from? (laughs) Birds of a feather flock together. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know that really, that really touched me. Yeah. You know, I think that is such a, a a simple statement that is that's such a deep rabbit hole sometimes for us. You know, life can get pretty complex pretty quickly. You know, when you have the breath and you've got a healthy mindset, you can simplify anything if you want to. If you if you want to. Yeah. If not you, but fulfilled, but never satisfied. I mean, what? Are, Because I've kind of been brought up in the mentality, like, no matter what I do or what I've been gifted to do, there's a part of me that that says I can always do it better tomorrow. Of course. And, you know, and and I get that, but I don't really give myself an attaboy for maybe the success I had today. So having that balance between fulfilled and satisfied and that tomorrow is going to be another opportunity to get back out there and try to make the world a better place. And I just thought Big Ward hit that really well.
1: Yeah, I think um I think jeez, I mean that's that's something that um that holds true. Uh, you know, between all the Hollands. <laughs> Especially Big Mike, who I know is listening to that. And uh, you know, he probably was shouting into the camera, oh, that's Big Ward saying right there, because jeez, that's gonna be uh you know, that's something that I think that's no, I think that really is something to there's something to be said about that. You know, and um, and I think it is tough to find a kind of hard. You know, it's it's difficult to find balance in that sometimes, right? right. Um, and um, yeah. It's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah. You
0: know, boundaries are key. You know, what are our boundaries? Yeah. The great part about breath control is it shows you your boundaries <laughs> clearly, <laughs> and, and knowing that that's a temporary
1: line; it's just a mark in time. Mm-hmm. They yeah
0: expand or they can contract based on your level of interest based on your level of dedication based on your level of awareness et cetera
1: yeah and i think it goes that direction too interest direct our interest interest dedication and what was the last one you just said
0: awareness
1: awareness yeah interest and and honestly that turns into a circle really because you know if you become aware of it okay then you're obviously going to get interest in it and then you're going to become dedicated to it. If you're dedicated to it, you're going to become more aware of it, which is going to make you more interested. If you're interested in it, then you're obviously going to be dedicated to it. So that's like a, that's a, you know, that's a life circle in itself when it comes to learning really just about anything, especially with the breath. So
0: beautiful, man. You know, how do folks uh, get a hold of you? How can they get your classes? You know, how, what, how, what's the next step here?
1: Oh man. Um, so right now, the best way to contact me would be through the instagram it's docs fitness underscore nj um and the next step for me right now i'm I'm actually training for a um a strong first certification um that's taking place in new york in the first uh, week of uh december so i've been kind of grinding that out you know um just for like a goal purpose, you know, for the, you know, obviously it's nice to, you know, have a uh, SFG certification, but more than anything, it just put me on a path for, um, for, to be training. So the process of getting there. Um, so that's the next step. Um, I'm working it all out, man. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I've been working on a website, getting things all squared away there. And then um, I'm going to be creating some online programs to sell to the masses. And um, it'll be or, you know, just be for the masses. I mean, um, because right now, if you you know, if anybody's familiar with uh, my page, I just I like it to be a destination where um, people are able to get um, challenging but effective workouts um, that not only incorporate kettlebells, but also animalistic movements, body weight movements um, that really um, push you to the limits um, and make you feeling good. (laughs) Well, let me
0: know. At everybody here at ed harold and go be great how we can support you uh because you know you're really you know a special special person and you know we want people to get your brand
1: yeah no i appreciate that ed and um yeah i mean uh just hop on the instagram and if anybody ever you know cares to reach out to me um you can also reach me i'll send you my i have an i have an email uh docs fitness uh, NJ at gmail.com. Um, if anybody reaches out with any questions and, um, and honestly, um, yeah, man, I mean, more power to you. Ed. I mean, like, uh, for you to create this kind of platform to allow people to speak on, uh, you know, one of, the, um, one of the most underrated, but also one of the most important, you know, facets of, of training and, um, and health, health and wellness, you know, with the breath. So,
0: you know, I think we all, you know, feel pretty like we're in a corral, you know, like cattle. And, you know, the great part about the breath for me is as soon as I began to discover, you know, what it was bringing to my workouts, what it's bringing to my mind, bringing to my mindset, you know, I, I knew I was off on an adventure that there was going to be no corrals. I mean, the rat, like, look what you just did in the ocean today. You're doing 10, 10 little inhales, 10 little exhales, holding in for 10, holding out. For, it, it, you're every day is like art class with this canvas <laughs> and it just affects your nervous system in so many different ways but at the end of the day you just feel you feel
1: you feel and the yeah.
0: key life is really healthy feelings how do you feel about yourself how yeah. do you feel about your relationships if you can take care of that the thinking world is easy to navigate
1: 100 percent, and it's um and it's the most natural form. I mean, not to, you know, like, I mean, you think about it. I mean, I think there was, it was it was yourself who kind of like made a point to it too, where, um, you know, you look at little kids running on the beach, you know, anybody has nieces or nephews or sons or daughters, you know, when they're running around on the beach, are they breathing, huffing and puffing in and out of their mouth? No, of course not. <laughs> they're breathing in and out of their nose. So you got to think of it too. It's like, why not bring ourselves back to the most natural form of how we were created to begin with?
0: Exactly. If you want to move forward in your life, the first step is backwards. Yes. Pull the weeds, put in the new flowers, and get going in that garden. I love it. Now, today's a special day. I believe someone has a birthday in your family. Two birthdays. Two birthdays?
1: Well, you got to remember now. You got to remember. Obviously, you got Big Mike's birthday, but you got the Marine Corps birthday for Big Ward.
0: Now, the Marine Corps, the only military institution that has a birthday. And for those of you out there who haven't met Ward Howland, you haven't lived your life until you spend the day at the beach with Ward. And you get his awareness because he knows a little bit, a lot of bit about everything. <laughs> and then we got Dynamite Mike, who's a world-class endurance athlete and another beautiful, beautiful soul young man. We want to send those happy birthdays out. Because the earth fell fell off its kilter. <laughs> Whatever that three decades ago. I mean, what's he like 35 now?
1: 35. Big three-five, man. Thirty-five? I just pulled that out of my the Unreal. Yeah, but he's got the mindset of a twenty-year-old, man. He's locked in. He's always been locked in.
0: You know, you and Mike and and AJ, you two guys are two of the finest people I've ever met in my life. I've been a few places in my life, and I've always enjoyed the company with you guys. You are a positive force for good, and that and that's beyond everything else you're doing to try to help others. So, thanks for being you, and I appreciate you being with us today. I wish you well on your world travels. If you end up in Czechoslovakia or anywhere,
1: (laughs) it's a possibility.
0: And uh, you're dude you're really living living a life to be proud of and I, I i makes me really proud to be your friend
1: no i mean hey man i consider you family ed and honestly um i uh a lot of the stuff like you look at that instagram page or you look at like the people like i look at like the positive feedback and that i get and i just think about the positive feedback or the positive people that played a huge role in my life and um you know, you are at the forefront Ed, and that's no, you know, like that's just this the cold hard truth. And it's um, it's something that to be completely frank with you, like I wouldn't be in the situation that I'm in right now if it wasn't for you, you know, and that's that's serious. And I, you know, and I think that's something important for people to understand is the fact that, you know, um, you're putting on such a great platform for, you know, amazing.
0: I appreciate you, brother. I look forward to catching up with you soon. If you want to come out skiing or snowboarding at Snowbird, you come out and stay with us. Wendy and I and Harley would love to host you guys. And until we meet again, brother. Thanks. Love
1: again. you, man. I love life
0: with breath. I love you, man.
1: All right. Good stuff, man. I'll see you soon.
0: Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Happy Turkey Day. Yeah, man. Later. <laughs>